When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast. We make everything about quarterback success and failure. But how much responsibility does the team take in that not just for the way the player plays on the field but for the scenario the player is put in that's what we're debating as we try and figure out what to make of zach wilson's failure last night barton hunt on espn radio the espn app sirius xm channel 80 presented by progressive insurance q myers jason fitz in for the guys you can hit us up on the dr pepper twitter feed at jason fitz at your boy q254 you can also call the lines are stacked triple eight say espn 888-729-3776. That's how you get in on the fun. We will take your calls in just a couple of minutes. I also want to address one person that tweeted me, Glenn. Glenn tweeted me and said, uh, at Jason Fitz, only listening because I have no choice and usually tuned into Barton Hahn. Glad you guys are done locally on January 3rd. Blanking on local teams while you're filling in locally isn't ideal with the clown emoji. Glenn, I don't want to be the one to point this out to you before Christmas, but you're an idiot. This is not a no, this is not a local show. I don't I don't want to be the one to break this to you, but this is not ESPN New York. This is ESPN National. We're on ESPN Radio nationally, the ESPN app nationally, Sirius XM Channel 80 internationally. You can listen to this show all day, and I hate to hurt your little heart, but I got no more responsibility to your network, to your uh, area, I should should say market, than I do to Connecticut, where I'm sitting right now, or where Q Myers is sitting in Vegas. So I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, but you'll be okay. Q, I just had to get that off my chest. Hey, man, that you go ahead and preach. I mean, preach. Preach a man, preach. I, I, here, I, I got Christmas spirit in me, too. Like, it, it, Glenn, Clearly. Glenn, Glenn out here getting on the naughty list. You get Clearly. You get a lump of coal because you're too stupid to figure out how to open a real present. All right, Field oh. Yates is brilliant. Field Yates, ESPN NFL insider, co-host of the Fantasy Football uh, Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. Follow him on Twitter, at Field Yates. Field, love you, buddy. Sorry, just had to get that off my chest. Ha- Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours. And also, is this all the fault of the Jets for overdrafting Zach Wilson at number two in the first place? First of all, Fitz, big, deep, meticulous breath. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you and Glenn, or was, that, was, it, was the name Glenn? Is that, yeah, it's, Glenn, it's Glenn. It's Glenn. Okay. You and Glenn can hash this out amicably at a different time. <laughs> um, but more seriously, you know, I would say this is – there are a couple of different things to consider is that there's no two ways about it. Zach Wilson needs to absolve or absorb some of the responsibility for the Jets' recent struggles because I think all of us find various aspects of their roster very, very suitable and desirable in some ways as well. And you say to yourself, if they had even competent quarterback play, how good could this team be? But you ask the question, do the Jets bear any responsibility? And the fact of the matter is, if they do, there's a draft class in which there were five quarterbacks taken in the first 15 picks, and only one of them was going to be unavailable to them, and that, of course, Trevor Lawrence, because he went number one overall. And while 
I am not here to tell you that everybody had a certain quarterback clearly ranked number two. I would say that there were plenty of people that would have advocated for Justin Fields as a second overall pick, and maybe even Trey Lance, and maybe even a small cross-section that would have considered Mac Jones as a top two pick. We know that Kyle Shanahan was once fancying him as the number three overall pick before they ended up taking Trey Lance. So it was a decision they had to make. And based off of the returns, nearly two seasons into all five of those quarterbacks' careers, Zach Wilson, clearly not number one, probably not number two, and I think it's a pretty tough case to make for him as number three. He's four or five, and the reason why he's not clearly five is because we haven't even seen Trey Lance for more than a couple of games in each of his first two seasons. So um, for all the great things the Jets have done in recent years, and there have been plenty of them, Fitz and Q, I think the hard part is that quarterback determines your fate more than any other position in sports, and the Jets don't have their answer right now, at least not until Mike White is back and healthy. So, Field, with based off what you saw last night in Zach Wilson and you see Chris Strebler get, get in the game and end up staying in the game, the players, to me, have really stopped playing for Zach Wilson. They don't believe in him. What do the Jets do with him as an organization moving forward? Yeah, my guess is that they have to probably just take the least of whatever the evils are that are presented to them. So I'd be surprised if Zach Wilson starts another game for the Jets this season. There's obviously only two left. And if Mike White is healthy, I think he'll be the guy. If not, I think Robert Sala has to make a decision. Is it Joe Flacco? Is it Chris Trevler? Who Trevler was fun last night. I don't know how sustainable an offense that has run the way that they ran it last night would be. Um, but the Jets have to make a decision. You know, they have 10 days to do so, or I guess now nine days to do so before they play Seattle. This offseason, though, Q, I think you have to kind of be very honest with yourself and with the player. And if you go into the offseason and you continue to, to, to share the message that Zach Wilson is your starter and will be your starter going forward, well, then your actions have to reflect that as well. The Jets, obviously, no one knows where they're going to pick in the draft as of yet. Let's call it somewhere between pick 10 and maybe like 18 or so. Uh, if you are going to shy away from a quarterback, then that needs if – you're, if you're going to trump – if you're going to sort of um, – if you are going to build the case for Zach Wilson as your long-term starter, you can't use a first-round pick on a quarterback. But more importantly, you can't pursue the various quarterbacks that we think are going to be available this offseason, whether it's a Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's a Derek Carr on a trade, whether the Packers entertain an Aaron Rodgers trade. Things of that nature, the Jets can't be in the mix on if they're going to say that Zach Wilson is their guy. But realistically, they can't say Zach Wilson is their guy because the roster is just too good and he has shown too little to go into next season with Zach Wilson as their guy and risk things looking close to what they have looked like so far this season. We're talking to Field Yates. I'm Barton Hunt. I'm Jason Fitz with Q Myers. So, Field, walk me through. I'm, I'm going to put your scouting hat back on uh, mm -hmm. because you just mentioned where they're picking. But I, this isn't just a Jets conversation. There's a lot of teams and fans that don't love their favorite team's quarterback right now. If you're not picking in the top five and you're essentially looking at do we keep this quarterback or do we draft, let's say, the fourth best available quarterback in next year's draft, how much does sort of wins above replacement, like who else you could possibly get, factor into the way you make that decision in the offseason? Oh, it's unquestionably part of the equation. I'll use a good example from this past year is that, while well, he has played so well and the Giants just get so much credit in so many ways, Part of the reason why Daniel Jones was messaged as the guy all offseason was because 
What were the Giants going to do, right? Once the ship had sailed on something like a Russell Wilson trade, it wasn't like there was this star-studded free agency class, and the draft class was bad. They had two top seven picks, and no one at all mentioned them taking a quarterback during the process. So uh, supply and demand, no doubt, is a big part of the equation, and I think that's going to be a big factor for the Jets. We don't know the quarterback landscape entirely as of right now, but um, you know the draft class looks like it's going to have – Several guys go in the top 10. How they go and where they go is to be determined. And then I did mention a couple of the names that could be trade targets. And I noticed that neither of you, who each have deep ties in the Las Vegas market, you living there and Fitz, of course, being a Raiders fan, did not stop me in my tracks when I mentioned Derek Carr as a possible trade candidate, along with Aaron Rodgers and other veteran quarterbacks. So, so, so let I think me, there let will me, be a veteran let me ask you, Field, I'm on two two sides. One, if you were the GM of the Raiders, would you trade Derek Carr? And two, if you were the GM for the Jets, what would you give up for Derek Carr? That's a tricky one. So I think I would only give up Derek Carr if I had something else lined up for the Raiders, right? If there was already another shoe that was being ready to be dropped. Uh, because the Raiders, even though they are 6-8, and eight, I think still fancy themselves as a team uh, that next year can be good enough to compete. And you've got so many players that are highly paid, in the prime or in the maybe the, towards the back end of their prime in their career, whether it's a Chandler Jones or Devontae Adams, guys who are a little bit older that don't have, you know, five years ahead of them to just sort of see the process run its course. So um, what would I trade? Pitts, I don't know. And here's the reason why, is that um, we have seen in quarterback trades, it's all about context, right? I mean, we've seen Sam Bradford go for a number one overall for, for, a first, for a first round pick, right? Then we've seen other quarterbacks get traded away for basically a bag of donuts. And so it's hard to say exactly how the trade market would shake out. It would have to depend on so many factors, like are there other teams that are searching for services of someone like Derek Carr? Um, But if I were the Jets, I think I'd probably be hesitant to trade a first-round pick for Derek Carr, but I can't imagine it's a whole lot less than that just because of the way the quarterbacks often are. They're expensive. They're typically very coveted. You're probably going to have at least some competition. And with his no-trade clause, he'd have to approve a trade to the Jets. And I don't know if he wants to go to New York playing that market, playing that kind of weather consistently. So I threw out fields. I threw out that that Jimmy G was the guy. I thought that would be the best option for the Jets, at least in the immediate future, where they can go find a guy in the draft later on. Jimmy G would make a whole bunch of sense. Obviously, the foot would have to check out. It doesn't sound like that's any major concern. But between – the fact that Jimmy G is a free agent, so you're not uh, jumping through the hoops of having to find trade parameters. We also know there is plenty of familiarity between Jimmy G and a lot of the 49ers staff, Robert Sala, the head coach, Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, and several others were with them in San Francisco. Jimmy G has played in the AFC East before, certainly had success pretty much everywhere. I mean, he's pretty much had success. He's been a part. I know he wasn't starting in England for a ton of the games, but Jimmy G's just been around a lot of winning football. And Jimmy G is one of those interesting quarterbacks that tends to elicit opinions that are very strong one way or the other. Very few people sort of see Jimmy G as just like the same way. Like, yeah, he's solid, but not spectacular, Um, which is where I think Jimmy G is. I think he's just a rock solid quarterback. He's not a top five quarterback, not a bottom five quarterback, but he tends to help you win a lot of games. And yes, He's been around a lot of really good defensive players as well and some very, very good coaches. But Jimmy G has makeup and leadership that I think is extremely unique. I mean, it was so obvious when players in San Francisco reacted to uh, the potential of him leaving this past offseason. 
and then when he got hurt as well this season. They were, he resonates with players in the locker room, and I'm not trying to make this just about Zach Wilson, but, you know, Zach obviously, uh, beyond the struggles on the field, doesn't necessarily seem to have the pulse on the field that I think is in line with how a franchise quarterback typically is operating. One more real quick before we get you out of here, Field. I know it, it, we've kept you a while. Uh, the the other quarterback that we've gotten a lot of calls on from New York fans is Lamar Jackson. In your mind, is there any chance Lamar Jackson is playing somewhere other than Baltimore next year? Yeah, I, I actually was thinking about it, about approximately what it would take uh, for the, the Ravens to train Lamar Jackson uh, in a deal with the Jets. Um, so it's something along the lines of Quinn and Williams, Sauce Gardner, uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and a couple of first-round picks. Um, all right, so it might not be quite that much, but I would be extremely surprised if Lamar Jackson is playing somewhere besides Baltimore next season. He's going to get the franchise tag if no extension is worked out before that time. He'll probably get the exclusive franchise tag, which would mean a team would have to offer two first-round picks in order to execute a trade. I just don't see it happening, guys. I know it has been a very prolonged negotiation between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, but um, I think somehow, some way. They eventually find middle ground. I don't know what that middle ground looks like. I'm expecting it to be a whole bunch of zeros at the end of it, like we're talking, you know, $50 million per year or something in that vicinity. Uh, but I do not believe Lamar Jackson is playing elsewhere next season other than Baltimore. Follow him on Twitter, at Field Yates. As always, my friend, nobody does it better. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Happy, fa- happy holidays to you and your family, brother. Happy Thanksgiving, Pitt. I think you're going down that path right there. Uh, but happy holidays to you guys. Uh, I appreciate you. And uh, Q, I'll, I'll make sure that next time I go to Vegas, I come stay at your place and save myself some money because I'm invariably going to lose them at the casino anyway. So I'll come out neutral. There you go. I got you. I'll call, your, call your boy up. I got you. I didn't know that was an option because, yeah. like, the, the, the hotel rooms for F1 are, are a little out of control. It's going to be held to Hotel Q. Uh, Fitz, you got, you got, man, come on, you got run of the city, man. Look, I try to take Fitz out when he comes to town. He's like, oh, Q, I got this. Let me show you something. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I like to feel like I've run of the city, and then F1 announced the hotel rooms. And, like, you know, even, you know all, all the credit cards, all the status, all the everything <laughs> I could possibly get, and they're still like, y- y- we saw your name. No, you don't get anything for free. You know what, Q, I'm always looking. Uh, good, good, good. You could do what they do in Nashville during CMA Country Music Fest, like CMA Fest in January, so many people just leave town and they rent their house out for the week and they right. make like three months mortgage doing it. I mean, you know, just giving you an idea. Hey, like, man, look, I might, I might go ahead and do that. Or I might just, when you come to town, I'll just say, you know what, let, let me go ahead and put you on the radio, do a show, and then that'll, that'll stay. Uh, that'll pay for your, your stay here at the house, right? That, that'll look, be our trade out. That, oh, yeah, that, 100%. I'll there put you to work. I'll he, put you to work. Look, I'm not afraid to work if it gets me to F1. He's Q Myers. I'm Jason Fitz. We're hanging out on Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio nationally, the ESPN app nationally, and Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm just being saucy to Glenn. Uh, we're uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get back to your calls. Triple H, say ESPN, 888 uh, D in New York. D, thanks for calling the show, man. You got an idea on the Jets for the quarterback position. What you got, brother? Hello? Hey, D, what you got, man? <laughs> oh, I'll say, like, listen, one, Jordan Love. Two, mm. if not Jordan Love, Lamar. If not him, correct the original sin. Give Chicago two or three number one picks and go get Justin Fields. They're the number, they get the number two pick plus all its picks the Jets get, they could go start over and call it a day. Why would Chicago do that? Again, they could start over. There's just quarterbacks in this draft, so they could start over. Correct the original sin. Because the original sin is they should have gotten Justin Fields. 
All right, let's D, call it what it is. Is D, D? Are you assuming that they're not happy with Justin Fields? Who knows? You never oh, know. Okay. Oh, okay. You got to be confident. You can't make a move like that if well, you ain't confident. Well, yeah. Also, right now, Chicago has a second pick in the draft, right? So if they're not happy at quarterback, they could simply take a quarterback and then they can let it all play out. Why would they trade Justin Fields to the Jets and that's it? Like, it just feels – all of this feels – feels weird to me. Like, you got to have – if he was going to come with that argument, I could understand – not argument, but that, that explanation, I could understand it with the Justin Fields trade if he felt like the Bears weren't happy with Fields, right? But he doesn't know. So that's not, that's not part of this equation. So you can't, you can't come with that kind of evidence to the courtroom, man. You know what I mean? You got to come with some, some physical evidence. I mean, I'm not saying that organizations run scared in the way they do business, but you want to talk about an easy way to get yourself fired? Trade Justin Fields while you're still trying to find out if Justin Fields is any good. Watch right. Justin Fields go somewhere, win a bunch of football games while you draft a quarterback that may or may not be as good as Justin Fields. Like, all of this just feels like it feels like that's a lot of work. Like, there is a definitive answer that Zach Wilson is not the man. Uh, every indication I've got from anybody around Chicago is that they feel like they may still have the man. They, they... But you know what I like, Jason, about what he said was I, like, I did like Jordan Love. I'm intrigued by that, but we don't know. We don't know who Jordan Love is and how much would you be willing to give up because he's going to need a contract extension sooner rather than later. So what would you be willing to give up for a guy that's really a big question mark? You still don't know. But I am intrigued by that. I mean, the Jordan Love thing is interesting just because none of us have any idea. Like, exactly. I, like he's worth a conditional mid-round pick, and then you just roll the dice and hope you've got something there. But I don't right. know how you even see enough on film to know what you have. Like that, it, it, but if gets, you're Green Bay, you can't get, give up Jordan Love for a conditional mid-round pick because then you're like, well, what did you do? You went and used the first-round pick on him, and you got very little back in return, and he might end up being really good or he might not be worth the salt. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah, uh, this, this, this gets really confusing. <laughs> Curtis in North Carolina chiming in on Zach Wilson. Curtis, what you got, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, Q, what's going on? Fitzy, what's good, man? We're good, man. How you? Chilling, man, chilling. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Listen, I'm laughing at some of these callers. The, 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 it's ridiculous. Listen, yes, Zach Wilson is is part of the problem right now, but what needs to happen is you bring in a bottom tier two, top tier three veteran, somewhere around there quarterback. You've mentioned a few of them while we've been on air. Let Zach Wilson still be that backup. You put in one of those guys that's a veteran, you're already getting that leadership. You can get the tutelage, maybe another quarterback uh, coach or somebody else to help out with the offensive coordinating because the, the, the plays haven't really been that good. Hmm. And you build around that. You do it from that. Continue to build Wilson up. It's hard to draft quarterbacks. Hmm. So continue to build him up. He's very young. Obviously, he's never been put in a role where he's had to be a real leader because a lot of these kids are coddled. So you bring in a nice little veteran that can that can help you win games, don't look for championships right away, and build Zach Wilson up. That's how you're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, Curtis, I, I appreciate the, the concept on it. Thanks for the call. I just don't know. If you're the Jets, as bad as everybody thinks it's gone this year, as just off the rails as the quarterback position has been, you've got a really good defense. You've got yep. great, great skill position young players. And you've got a team that with trash at the quarterback position – has particularly kept themselves in the playoff hunt. Like, I, I don't think that the Jets are going to say, well, let's slow. Like, you, you're too deep into this thing now. You're yeah. pot committed. Like, you got to figure the quarterback position out right now because you you're in a window faster than you thought. 
But I, I'm not. I, I like his idea of bringing in a veteran. You know, again, because I think that you don't necessarily have to go dip into the draft immediately. You have enough talent. You can continue to build that talent if you go out and get that veteran. And again, I'm going to continue to pound the table for Jimmy G because it just makes too much sense. Why not to? I mean, again, the guy has played at you know in the AFC East in that kind of division, so you know that he can handle the cold. You know, you know. I mean, it's just like I said, he's got too many ties. There's too many San Francisco ties there. He can win you games. He's not terrible. He's not. You know, even bad. I think he's decent. I think he's good enough to win you games. He's not phenomenal. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's good enough. And you get some more talent around him, continue to build up that offensive line, they'll be fine. And in the meantime, in between time, they can go and continue to look for their long-term solution that they haven't had. He's Q Myers. I'm Jason Fitz. ESPN Raiders presented by ESPN Radio Raiders. Good Lord. (laughs) What's on my mind? I don't know. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. Devin, producer extraordinaire, going to have to make a note of this. I got a tweet. This might be my favorite tweet, Q, because I'm going to steal this as a segment. Uh, Steve tweeted me and said, just turned in Fitz taking no prisoners today. Good Lord. Hashtag Feisty Fitz Fridays, which I like, but I even like better. Hashtag No Fitz Given. Oh, I'm stealing that one. There you go. uh, Steve, DM me, buddy. I'm going to send you some Fitz and Harry gear when we get it made because I'm stealing that as a segment. In the meantime, we got to go through some potential playoff teams in the AFC and figure out who's a contender, who's a pretender, who's on the naughty list, who's on the nice list. We'll break it down next. Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. Q Myers, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Bart and Hahn. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Spartan Hot on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Q Myers, Jason fits in for the guys. We'll get back to your calls. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Actually, can I take one real quick here, Devin? Can we, can we take a call here? 
Sometimes Please. you see, like, uh, peek behind the curtain, the fourth wall here. We have a computer screen. And Devin, who's the gentleman you guys talk to when you call in, and he screens the calls, right? So he figures out what you want to talk about. Then he writes your name on the screen along with the topic. And there's one on here that I just don't understand. So let's go to LC in Dallas. LC, thanks for calling the show, man. Uh, you've got you've got this whole quarterback thing uh, figured out, I guess. What's your proposal here? Well, I, well, I do not have it all figured out. Um, You know, I'm not a guru or anything like that. But uh, I I did have a proposal. Uh, Dak Prescott, hat for a hat with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Trade on the trade. You know, put Lamar Jackson in the Dallas Cowboys system offense. They both can pass the ball. They they both can definitely distribute. distribute. Uh, Of course, Lamar Jackson can run run a whole lot more uh, what, what what does that look like uh, and and i and i only call because that the, the last caller was 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 hella trash that's all the reason i called what are y'all talking about you know what I mean? uh and you know uh I, I mean i'm just i'm just throwing some things out out there like that i'm 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 in dallas texas oak cliff holland hills Oak Cliff? Uh, uh, of course, Oak I love the Cowboys. You know what I mean, but, I, but I'm, I'm totally non-biased. You know what I mean? I, I, I will wear, I will wear a, a, a Packers jersey. I put on an Eagles jersey it, it, as long as it looks good with my outfit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's the that, that, that's the type of person that I am. But I, but I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay, LC, thanks LC. for the call, man. I, like uh, LC is going to the club. He just wants to be suited and booted, man. He wants to have the right fit on, man. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. Cute. In the answer of who says no to Lamar Jackson straight up both. for Dak Prescott, both, right? Like, both, both sides are like, nah, we're good. Both sides, I think, would look at that and say, you're including some huge draft equity, right? Like, right. both sides would say that. Like, Lamar Jackson runs a completely different style of offense, too. That, that There's no indication. Like, Dallas I was, has problems running the ball with their running backs, let alone running with Lamar, right? I mean, they don't, they have the time. Kellen Moore acts like he don't want to even run with Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I mean, and then who's 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 Dak throwing to for, for Baltimore? I, I, that makes no sense. To no, me. You know, like, no. It makes sense in the world of star for star, but it doesn't make sense in the world for actual it doesn't, action. It doesn't even make sense for me for star for star. When he said a half for a hat that's a big hat and a little hat i don't think <laughs> i don't think dak prescott's wearing the same hat that, that lamar jackson's wearing right i think i mean dak is a good quarterback don't get me wrong but right now i mean i I rather rock with lamar i'll tell you that straight up i rather rock with lamar and i think baltimore would rather rock with lamar as well yeah i mean uh, i i think at that point we're overstating dak and we're understating lamar in my mind mm-hmm. uh, all right so we'll keep taking calls triple eight say espn eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six but it's time to do a little contender or pretender AFC style with all this AFC conversation. Devin, producer extraordinaire, going to get on the mic. He'll give us a team. Q, we'll figure out if they're a contender or a pretender. Maybe naughty or nice. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Whichever, whatever list you want, put them on. Are you ready? I'm ready. I, I And the first team I have, I don't even think I should have them because it's the Cincinnati Bengals at 10-4. We, we kind of just got done saying they might be the most dangerous. At least you said that, Fitz. Yeah, if I had to put money right now on one team from the AFC to result, to, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, it would be the Bengals. All, All right. right, so let's skip the Bengals. I think Contend. most people think they're contenders. All right, Baltimore Ravens sitting at 9-5 and five right now. Lamar Jackson is not going to play this weekend again. Tyler Huntley is getting the start, Fitz, contender or pretender? Pretender. Uh, it's a great team, but they can't win without Lamar. And until we know when Lamar's coming back, I think it's weird that this is taking so long and we get so little information. Until they get until they get Lamar back, I'm just going to put down an L every week for the Ravens. Q. 
Yeah, I agree. I think they're a pretender. Uh, the Lamar Jackson factor is a major reason why, but they also fits are not the same defensive team that we're used to when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. They just don't have the goods defensively like normal uh, Baltimore Ravens teams do have. So even if the offense was struggling a little bit, I think that the defense would be able to keep them around and, and really even dominate games. That's not who they are anymore. So that For that reason, they're pretenders. And, oh, by the way, in their same division, they have the Bengals, who are definitely contenders. Oh, and, and, by the way, real quick, I said pencil them in for an L every week. They're taking on the Falcons this week. So they might be able to squeeze out a win out of the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons, Maybe. Are, Falcons are bad. But, you know, other than that, yeah. All right, this next team up, Q, is, is going to be in danger of – uh, not only you know missing the playoffs potentially because a team in the division won last night in the Jags. The Tennessee Titans sitting at 7-7. Seven, seven. Ryan Tannehill is not going to be playing. Um, Malik Willis is going to get the start. Q, contender or pretender? They're definitely pretenders, right? I mean, they started out the season really slow. Then they got their groove, and I thought, okay, here they go. They're going to be that team. But no Tannehill, and I'm not a big Tannehill guy, but I know that right now he's ahead of Malik Willis. And uh, I just don't believe their defense, again, going back to defense, is not playing the way that it should. They're starting to fade, and Jacksonville's getting hot, so I think that they're pretenders. I think they'll win this weekend because it's taken on the Texans, and uh, believe me, whatever the number is for Derrick Henry rushing yards on whatever app you use, hammer the over. I mean, Derrick Henry does nothing but embarrass the Texans running the football. They'll win that game. Then they have a short week to prepare for the Cowboys. That's not going to be a win for them. And then they get the Jags, who I think will beat them the final week of the season to keep the Titans out of the playoffs and put the Jags in. The Titans are pretenders. All right, Fitz. Next team up is the Los Angeles Chargers, currently sitting at eight and six and sixth in in the uh, in the AFC. Yeah, contender, they're, contender. They're uh, they're a contender. And by the way, one of the things that uh, that by the end of the year I'll be able to say I got right. Better to be lucky than good because I picked them to win the division. That's not going to happen. But they have the Colts this week. Uh, that's not going to be an issue. They have the Rams the week after that, also not going to be an issue. And then they finish at Denver. Now Denver, maybe the snow will freeze them out, but. I don't think the Chargers have a loss left on their, their schedule this year, and they're going to finish with 11 wins, 11-6, and six. but for a team that we have not believed in and for a quarterback that was hurt for much of, much of the year. I think that they're a contender in the regular season. I think they'll be a pretender postseason. And I, I just I, I think that they found, like you said, they found ways to win games, so I don't want to fault them for that. But it hasn't been pretty, man. I mean, along the way, it's not been good. And uh, they went and made a lot of additions on the defensive side of the ball that have not panned out. They still have a lot of guys injured. Uh, I just I, I can't count on them when it, when it comes to the clutch moments. So, yeah, in the regular season, they're fine. Postseason, not so much. All right, next team up, the Miami Dolphins sitting at 8-6, and, and they are currently in the seventh slot in the AFC queue, pretender or contender. I'm going to roll with a contender. Um, I think that they're going to get things turned around. I think that they're going to continue to to get that that hot streak that they had early in the season. They still have Tyreek Hill, who's doing some great things. Uh, You know, Tua's got to continue to develop and get better, and I I like Coach McDaniel. So I think that they're a contender. This this season for the Dolphins is going to come down to the last game of the season, I think. I think they will beat Green Bay. To me, they're a better team than Green Bay. Then they have to go to New England. Now, that's difficult to do, to go to New England. They finished the season against the Jets. And to me, it's all going to come down to that game. If that game were in New York, I would fear a warm weather team being in New York in the middle of January and trying to fight their way in. That game's in Miami, and we all know that the, the Jets have their own quarterback issues. So I think Miami wins it. So I'm calling them a contender. But, man, I, I of all the teams that look locked for the playoffs right now, I don't think there's anybody that's in a, a more precarious situation than Miami is. I just wanted to use precarious in a sentence. So thank you. <laughs> 
All right, last team up, the New England Patriots sitting at seven seven fits. They are just on the outside looking in right now in the in the playoff picture. Yeah, pretender, they're, pretender. they're a pretender. Uh, look, they're not any good. Like, and, no. and they, they got to take on the the Bengals. Then they got to take on the Dolphins. Like, those are two tough games. Trying to look and see who they finish the season against real quick here. Uh, then uh, the, they finish against the Bills. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that they'll win another game this year. So, no, I'm out on the Patriots. Yeah, no doubt. They're not a contender. They're not a pretender. They're just not good. Their defense is, <laughs> is good, but their offense is terrible. Their play calling has no rhythm or rhyme to it. They're very undisciplined. You saw how the game ended last week. I don't really have to say anymore. Is that it, Devin? That's it. That's all the teams I got. You want to add? You, I mean, you want to add anybody else here? So all it takes is the Raiders winning out. All right, the oh, Raiders no. win all of their games, and then uh, all I need is for Miami to lose two of their last three. And if that happens, there's a few other little things, but that gets the Raiders into the playoffs at nine and eight, uh, where they would take on Cincinnati. A rematch, opening the whole thing. Out. Look, Q, <laughs> Q, this is why I drink. We all know it's not going to happen, but you know, hey, maybe Santa it Claus sounded good. Yeah, fat man, give me what I want. Starts with a uh, Christmas Eve uh, win for the Raiders. ESPN Radio has you covered for bowl game action. Tune in tomorrow night. For the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For all the the football conversation we've had, and there's plenty of it, Christmas Day is the tip-off when a lot of us start paying attention to basketball, to the NBA. And yesterday, one of the biggest stars threw shade on an entire group of rivals that you will see play out on Christmas Day. We'll tell you about it next. Spartan Han on ESPN Radio. Q Myers, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Bart and Han. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Starting on on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Q Myers, Jason fits in for the guys. Massive lineup all day on Christmas Day. So much action. Let's keep up with it. It's, it feels like a six TV sort of day. Like there's just no matter how many TVs you have, it won't be enough. Uh, it's going to be a popping day too across ESPN campus because usually you know you're not in a situation where you've got all the NBA action going for ABC, ESPN, and you've got the NFL action. So I feel like this campus is going to be a zoo. And but one of the best things about Christmas Day Q is we get rivalries, right? Like they do a nice job of understanding that this is when people watch, and as a result, they want to give us certain rivalries. Like I don't know. Warriors taking on the Grizzlies because they've been chirping ever since last year. And just when you thought maybe, maybe the chirping would slow down, John Morant, Grizzlies superstar, said this on on uh, Countdown with Malika Andrews about where he sees competition. Who do you look at around the league as you're studying and say, we're going to have to run through that? Celtics. No one in the West. Nah, I'm fine in the West. <laughs> 
I love the confidence. I love the confidence and the swagger. Nah, I'm fine in the West. I mean, look, I understand where he's coming on, uh, where he's coming from, because he's got to believe that, right? Like that's part of the swagger job. I don't know that I really want to go in and poke the belly of the beast that is the Warriors, even though they are awful right now. Like the Warriors, let let me be clear, the Nets are not that good for the 91-point first half the other night. The Warriors are that bad. So this is a a awful version of the Warriors. But come on, uh, Ja, like why why, 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 why are we doing that? No, I I like it. I do. It sounded like he was about to jump into the the recording studio and drop a a diss track as well, Mm. right? I mean, it sounded like he was about to get in with Suge or or Snoop or a couple of other cats. and (laughs) You know what I mean? You can tell the era that Q and I are in, by the way, that you and Suge and Snoop out the gate. Yes, exactly. He was He's part of Death Row Records, and he was letting it be known, like, yeah, I'm good in the West, right? Come out here and mess with me in the West. It ain't me messing with anybody else. It's about me. I respect that, right? And the Celtics, I I actually agree 100% with what – Josh said, and the other thing about it is I've always looked at the Grizzlies as that team that, to me, as a Warrior fan, let me put that out there first, as a Warrior fan, they were another version of the Warriors. They were that team that is really good, up and coming. You saw when they started to get hot, and you're like, okay, that team is only a couple players away from being a really good team, and then they broke through. I feel like the Grizzlies have that trajectory going. Well, and and look, I think part of this is what makes the NBA great. Uh, let me be clear about that. Part of what we love – is the amount of uh, in personal rivalry we get in this. And and you don't feel that same way in the NFL. I'm sorry. Like, most teams have a different level of bro- brotherhood and love together that after the game you don't feel the same level of chirp. Like, every once in a while you'll get it. Obviously, Parsons hurts some of that yeah. that we've seen. But, like, day in and day out, like, it's rare to see – the same level of, uh, you know, like just jawing that happens. Yeah, in you got process. teams that just don't like each other in the NBA, right? And the Grizzlies don't like the Warriors, and that's cool, right? And and I like the Warriors not liking them. I think that that's awesome. I think that there's some great rivalry and a little bit of uh, energy between Clay Thompson and the Suns, right? I mean, we saw that happen a little bit earlier this year where Clay got kicked out the game. I like that. That's what the NBA needs, man. They need a villain. They need a they need a guy who doesn't care about the. I mean, you know, what I mean, they they need that juice. I like it. That, but that's the, and what you just said is what makes the the NBA a great sales pitch. And the NFL does this with teams instead of players. But what the NFL does a great job, or NBA, I should say, does a great job of understanding is that the best Batman movies are the best Batman movies because they also had the best villain. Yep. Not just the best Batman. Like, you got to have a Heath Ledger Joker, and then all of a sudden you got something that hits different. Like, you, the, the league works best when you have the good guys and the bad guys, and you can squarely put one in each category, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is, that's where there's a win across the board. Now, Chenea Gumake, ESPN basketball analyst on Candy and Carlin, she obviously had plenty to react to in this statement. This is what she said about what Ja said. I understand what Ja is saying, but you know Ja likes to keep it spicy. He always says, like, they run up the <laughs> chimney because they, they want all the smoke. So I like this, and I, I like that he's sort of putting the league on notice, saying, like, we want to be the ones coming out the West because we see that health and availability is the most important thing, and I think they're primed for that this year. It's Barton Hunt on ESPN Radio now for all this conversation about Grizzlies and Warriors because, let's face it, we thought coming in that that was going to be the big, big, right? Yeah. That game's at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and, no and ESPN Radio. I know Steph, right. Uh, and, and it's been a different version of the Warriors, but you know that the Warriors are still going to bring it. It's Christmas Day, which matters right. to players. But let's face it, on this roster of games, the one that's going to make everybody say, huh, Bucks, Celtics, 5 p.m. Yes. Eastern, ABC, ESPN, ESPN Radio, clearly the two best teams in the NBA going to face off right there.
Absolutely, and I really got to give the Celtics a lot of credit. I thought with everything that went down with Coach Adoka that they were going to kind of take a step back and just be a little shell shock because they don't have their guy. Well, all they didn't have done is go out and be just about the best team in the league without their guys. So, uh, yeah, credit to the Celtics for the job they've done. Yeah, and the Bucks just keep quietly winning. Counting down, counting down to the NBA on Christmas Day, five consecutive games on ESPN and ABC begins at noon Eastern and on ESPN Radio where there's a doubleheader at 4.30 Eastern. The Bucks and Celtics followed by the Grizzlies and Warriors. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. You guys are also going to be on ESPN Radio. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. I see you, Jets fans. I know you guys want to get in this conversation. We're going to let you take it over next. Plus, what's all this mean for the future of Zach Wilson? Particularly, we'll answer that question. Barton Hahn, Q Myers, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn podcast. You can listen live to Barton Hahn weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio or stream the video of the show on ESPN Plus. Bart and Hahn, the podcast.